My dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day, my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash mpn to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash mpn. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. It's time for today's travel and cruise industry news. With the latest from travel and cruises around the world, here's your host, Chili Falls. Good morning. Welcome to Travel and Cruise Industry News on this January the 1st, 2022. And a very happy new year to each and every one of you. A couple of things to cover this morning. Uh, one, this is not the live broadcast that it normally is. Instead, our feature today will be a recent interview I had with Down Low with Kevin Low. We'll get to that in just a second. There are a couple of um, uh, things to cover this morning. Cruise ship sailing today from North America ports down at Port Canaveral. You've got Mariner of the Seas and down in Miami, Carnival Freedom. So uh, don't forget that you can access podcasts now of the travel and cruise industry news anywhere that you normally listen to your podcasts like Spotify, iHeartRadio, Podchaser, Pandora, Stitcher. Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. Like I say, today's broadcast is not live. I will be back on Monday for Travel and Cruise Industry News at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. We hope to see you then for all the latest in travel and cruise industry. So, poignant interview with a man who has been blind since age 17 right after this my dad works in b2b marketing but i never really knew what that meant then one day my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big mql man then he just kept saying things like the more mqls the better over and over my friends still laugh at me to this day I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash mpn to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash mpn. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. Back on Travel and Cruise Industry News. 
And now for my interview with Kevin Lowe, the down low with Kevin Lowe. My guest this morning on Chili Chats is Lowdown with Kevin Lowe. Kevin, welcome to Chili Chats. Ah, Chili, I'm super excited to be here. Thank you. All right. Uh, I got so many questions, so many areas I could go with this. I guess the, the biggest thing is just to give us a little synopsis of your life story up to today. Yeah, absolutely. Well, well, thank you so much for inviting me on, on to the show. Um, so, yeah, I, I think uh, probably the, the pivotal point in my life um, was the year 2003. And um, up until that point in my life, at which point I was 17 years old, a junior in high school, um, I, I lived a really normal life growing up. Um, you know, I... I Got to do some amazing things. Got to travel a lot with with my family growing up. We did a lot of amazing vacations. I got to to see some incredible places. Um, you know, like going to Alaska and down to the Florida Keys, and and you know, and even doing like awesome stuff like riding dirt bikes. I got my first dirt bike at like three years old, and uh, dirt bikes and four wheelers were huge for me. Um, 16 years old, got my driver's license. I got my dream truck. It was a, a, a 96 a Ford F-150 four by four was uh raised with big mud tires. And oh man, it was, it was my baby. And, um, you know, and so life, life was going great. Um, at that point in 2003 until all of a sudden it wasn't, and it wasn't came with the news that I had a brain tumor. I had been having some medical issues that we weren't getting any answers for. Um, and so we, we finally had changed my doctor and that doctor immediately recognized that something wasn't right. And so he sent me to a specialist that specialist sent me to have an MRI and the MRI results are what showed that I had a brain tumor. Um, the brain tumor was very large. It was comparable to that, to the size of a plum, was positioned basically right like in the middle of my brain. Um, it was, it had completely encased my pituitary gland, um, was in the crosshairs of my optic nerve and was pressing against my carotid artery. Um, it, it was so severe in the fact that they literally said that I had six months to live if it was not removed. Um, luckily it was not, it was not cancerous. Um, but it was still, it, you know, it was going to take my life. And, and that was a, that was a big deal for me, you know, as 17 years old to think how close I came within six months to my life being over and, and, and wouldn't even had any clue. And, um, so, so anyways, but you know, I, I had the leading pediatric neurosurgeon, literally an hour from our home over in Orlando, Florida, um, and had him an amazing group of doctors at an awesome hospital. And, and so we were very confident and, and the doctors, I mean, they acted like it was no big deal. Um, you know, they, they deal with tumors all the time. And, and so, and even, you know, the pediatric neurosurgeon, you know, he said, he's like, you know, he had shirts, everything was going to be fine. Um, said I'd be out of school for like three, four weeks. Um, you know, as I always joke that the, 
The thing I was the most upset about was that he said that I wouldn't be able to ride my, my four-wheeler for like six months um, to give my, my head time to heal. And uh, for myself, that was a big deal. And yeah. Um, yeah. anyways, um, anyways, I go into surgery on October 28th, 2003. And um, that was kind of the, the moment when my life changed because my life was saved. The tumor was removed but at a cost no one ever expected. And that came in the way of me awaking from surgery to be left completely blind. And so I, I compare it, I, I tell people the comparison to let people understand the, the magnitude of this situation is I, as I often compare it to the fact that at that moment, my life that I had died on the operating room table. Yeah. And a new life began. Yeah. And um, and so so it's been it's been 18 years since that day, which seems hard to even just fathom that that amount of time has passed because so much of my life today still revolves around, you know, the the sighted life I had, you know, and um, in remembering what things look like and, you know, and such. And so. So anyways, that's kind of my, my past that brings me, that's led me on this, this path that, you know, that I'm on today and traveling and, and trying to figure out where in the world it's headed. So, yeah. All right. The, the next obvious leading question for me, and since my audience, uh, I, you know, I have two audiences. I have my, my basic travel cruising audience, which are, I consider them normal folk. And then I've got folks like me and you that have some kind of disability or accessible issues. Um, and so I've got both audiences that, that I, I cater to. Uh, but you owned and operated and were a travel agent for some time and recently had to close it. So I, I guess tell us a little bit about Better Days Travel and how that all came about and ended of course, of course. So, so you know, after after I went blind, um, you know, at that moment, every every kind of thought, idea, dream I had for the future was kind of taken from me. Now, thankfully, I was not one of those kids in my eleventh grade year at high school who had my future all planned out. Um, yeah. I'm I'm very thankful that wasn't the case because any idea for the future was was, was gone. Um. And so I find myself in, in these years after becoming blind, you know, had all these things happening, trying to just get used to living again and, and learning all these new skills, like how to use talking software on a computer and, and learning Braille and how to get around with a cane and, and all of this stuff. Um, and it, it finally led me to this point where I participated in a job readiness program through the uh, Center for the Visually Impaired. And they they did this whole program. And, and the whole point that I signed up in the program was that at the end of it, they would hook you up with an internship at a local business. And so for myself, there were two areas that I was interested in. One was travel. The other was radio. And so they would end up setting me up with an internship at a local um AM radio station where I would work on the morning drive show. And then the other internship was at a local travel agency. 
And, and, you know, and so because the, my, the reason for travel is because, you know, I got to travel a lot as a kid. And I realized, though, that even after I lost my eyesight, that traveling has always continued to be something that I've loved. And, and I can't tell you, I, I, I think it's been every cruise that I've been on after becoming blind, we have had at least one person come up to us, who to, to me and whoever I'm with, and say, oh my gosh, like, it's so amazing, you know, that you're on a cruise. And and and, and they'll say that, and then they follow it up by, you know, like, I, I just don't really even understand, like, why you would come on a cruise when you can't see. Yeah. yeah. And that always just has blown my mind. I, I always laugh, and I'm like, well, there's more to it than just what you're you're able to see. I like it's the experience, you know, and so and that's and that's for me. And I really realized that not being able to see has allowed me the opportunity to really, in my opinion, see the world kind of in a way better than people with sight, because you start paying attention to the other senses and really getting like this deeper kind of sensory experience, and so. <laughs> All of that is what led me to have this interest in travel. The internship at the travel agency, they focused, they they only did cruises, um, which was cool. I, I loved cruises. And so I worked with them. And at the end of the internship, they weren't in a position to take on anybody. Um, and so the radio station wasn't either. And so I was really back at square one and didn't know what to do until I found out about this whole idea of becoming a home-based travel agent. And so in January of 2013, I opened uh, my own company, own home-based travel agency called Better Days Travel. And, you know, that has been my my baby, my my own business that I have worked at, um, you know, gosh, you know, for, for the past eight years. <coughs> Excuse me. No um, and so, so, yeah, and so the travel agent, I, I loved it absolutely loved the business and um and then you know it, it really last year during the pandemic and stuff uh when you know the i was set to have the best year on record and you know as with with all of us in the travel business the overnight it all went away and that that kind of just opened new opportunities for me your business is now completely shut down Correct. Yes. Yes, it is. Yep. Okay. Yep. I um, that that was a tough one. I I I must say that that was a tough one. But I finally came to this point where I realized I was like, I I just I don't even want to book any more trips now, you know. And so I finally was like, you know what, Kevin? Like, you know, it doesn't mean that I can't ever go back to it again. But for right now, um, you know, it's it's not for you. So, all right, looking at looking at and listening more than listening than looking at. Uh, I've looked at your <laughs> blog. I've listened to a number of your your podcasts. How would you yeah. rate your podcast? Um, in what you are hoping to accomplish. Um, is it inspirational? Well, I, I, is it challenging? Is it? I mean, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, of course. So it is definitely a thing that for myself that that with every episode I pr- produce, that my whole goal for it is to inspire others. Okay. Um, and specifically to, you know, with the guests that I have on my show is to definitely just inspire people to to never give up on life. Um, you know, as I say, even when it seems like life has given up on you. Um, and so so that's where it it's it's just this source that I'm hoping that and have seen so far where it's able to touch people all over the world by me getting to to not only share little bits about me and my story, but other people's stories. Um, you know, and so so that's that's kind of the the thing of the podcast and, and you know, and I'm seeing we're putting more opportunities for me to expand into to other ways of, of helping people as well. So, well, I have not, thoroughly, not sure if that answered exactly your question. <laughs> yeah, I, absolutely. Absolutely. And I have thoroughly enjoyed Wonderful. going back and I've got, uh, I've, you know, you've had, what is it? 68 episodes now. And I have not listened, yes. I've listened to maybe 12. So I've got a lot of catching okay. up to, to do. Yes. Um, <laughs> Uh, as I am getting ready to get back to travel, um, as okay. a matter of fact, I was I was just recently interviewed by the New York Times, and one of the oh, things wow. they said with all the health issues you've had and the fact that you're on oxygen, which I'm, you know, because I'm sitting still right now, I don't have my oxygen on because I'm fine until I have to walk thirty feet. Then I got to have the oxygen. Yes. But sitting here at my computer, you know, I, I'm I'm perfectly fine. But they said, with all okay. these issues, why would you put yourself through the the danger of going on a cruise again? And I said, well, what the hell? I, you know, I <laughs> feel I, once I get on the boat, I will feel safer than going to Kroger's down the street and going in to buy some groceries. And they said, well, why is that? And I said. <laughs> Because the cruise lines and the CDC, well, they've gotten their protocols and they're working. They're doing what they're supposed to do. When you were traveling, yep. did you ever feel unsafe? Never. Yeah. Never. No. And, and that even, that even, and I can't remember now like what year it was and, and how long I've been doing travel, but I even at one point traveled, um, without any family or friends, but with other travel agent friends to Jamaica. That was the first first trip by myself and and, and, and went out of the country. And, and you know, I must say, um, you know, I mean, like, you know, Jamaica, that made me, I fell in love with that country and uh, never felt unsafe. <laughs> now, this is, this is purely, purely, and this is one of those, I've, probably politically incorrect things, but I, I got to ask you, Kevin, okay. you go on a cruise ship. It's brand new to you. You've never been on that ship before. How do you find your way around? Well, thank goodness. I'm not going on a cruise ship by myself. And so, so I'm with people, but you know what though, on a cruise ship, I don't really think it matters if you're blind or not, because I think everybody's lost on a cruise until the last day when you finally feel like you've yeah. found, you know, yeah. but, but, you know, the other thing though I have to say about cruise ships in general is they're actually 
kind of simple to navigate, um, even when walking around by myself, for the fact that, you know, we're talking about coming out of your cabin. I mean, most of it's nothing but a grid of straight hallways. Yeah. You know, and so it's pretty easy to, you know, understand, like, you know, I'm going to go down and I'm going to, you know, walk straight. I mean, the only thing that I have to watch out for are when the uh, the people put their trays uh, from uh, from morning breakfast out in the hallway. You know, so that's the only hazard. Yeah. Well, Kevin, you know, go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say the other thing about cruising that that for myself that has always been amazing to me is is the staff and how incredible they are because i've been on cruise where you know i've wanted to get somewhere family has wanted to go do other things or whatnot and you know in so if i'm having trouble you know there's staff always everywhere and so i have never had an issue you know with a staff member you know normally they see this guy walking around with a k and i kind of big as i say this big blind guy they kind of draw a little bit of attention to myself and so normally they come up asking if they can assist me and and i tell you they're always amazing at helping me so so it really makes it makes it quite easy so all right one other question you use a cane have you ever considered or is there a reason why not to have a, a dog i have not um my family, from the time I went blind, they wanted me to have a seeing eye dog um, so bad. And I personally have just, I've never cared to. I've never have that, that responsibility. Um, I, have, I have my little 12-pound black and white uh, Sophia. And, um, and she's by no means a, uh, any type of seeing eye dog. She's a pet. And, yeah. and she, she's definitely enough. So as, as I say, my cane, my cane, I don't have to feed it. I don't have to get it water. Yeah. It doesn't care if I don't take it on a walk, you know, <laughs> so it works, it works good. So. All right, Kevin, this has just been fascinating. I so appreciate you being with me and uh, we definitely will have to stay in touch. Absolutely. Wonderful. Well, well, thank you so much. And um and uh, yeah, it was it was a pleasure coming on the show. All right. Thanks, Kevin. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Thank you. My guest today has been Kevin Lowe. Low down with Kevin Lowe. Just absolutely awesome. We'll talk to everybody after this. And thanks for being with me on today's interview with Down Low with Kevin Lowe. I'll see everybody on Monday for travel and cruise industry news. That's it for today. Have a great day, y'all. I regularly post videos on all facets of the travel and cruise industry. So if you like to keep up with the latest in cruise ships, ports of call, cruises themselves, chilly chats, and travel and cruise industry news, just hit the little subscribe button in the lower right-hand corner Hit the bell notification so you'll be notified when a new video is up or we go live. This video was produced by Chili's Cruises.
My dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day, my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash mpn to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash mpn. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be.